Are you feeling stressed? Does it stress you out at all? No, not at all. My kids just got home from school, though, so... Do you need to go? If it's noisy, I apologize. Yeah, don't worry about the noise. That's no problem. <laughs> and if you got to go do some matriarchal duties, don't don't feel oh, bad about it. It's it might be kind of funny, so it's all good. Okay, perfect. So, Leanne, when, where, and how, and why did you start playing bagpipes? All right. Give me, like, so, the bio, the bio <clears throat> pick here. The life story of Leanne Johnson. Yeah, right? let's hear it. All right, so many... Of you probably know my sister Lynette she's 10 years older than me now you know how old she is so um, <laughs> yep she's when, 30 years old that's right <laughs> forever 29 so um, she she was she played bagpipes in the Payson High School pipe band um, under mr. Chatwin so like back when it very first got started it was probably about the third or fourth or fifth year that that he's after he started the band and and to be clear now was mr chatwin the band the, instructor who started yes. so yeah. he was the original person who started everything scottish in payson mm -hmm. so a name Jerry we should chatwin. all know yes so he so she was in that band and i was like a little tiny kid and i thought it was the coolest thing ever and I was like, I'm going to play bagpipes when I get to high school. So when I turned 15, I tried, I didn't want to take the pipe class because I didn't like, sorry, I, I didn't like a certain teacher very well. <laughs> do, you want, are you, do you want me to cut that out? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's okay. Um, either, I don't know. He's not going to hear it, is he? You never know. <laughs> you can cut out his name. Um, so, well, yeah, because so. then it could be anybody who taught a chanter class in Payson. <laughs> well, so here's the thing, though. Like, he was my math teacher, and he was kind of mean to me. So I was like, I'm not taking bagpipes from him, but he was the one that you asked about bagpipes pipes too yeah, so yeah i asked him i had i ended up actually he didn't have room to to teach me lessons like in his schedule so i actually took lessons from his wife deanne mm -hmm. so has she she's deanne, played has she played with the utah pipe band am i remembering right yeah so she yeah. she was well she was with white peaks when i learned from her but then she was actually when i was this is like we're jumping forward years and years and years when i was in the utah pipe band she was actually a pipe major yeah uh, yeah yeah i was thinking she was then also okay. so um so i took from her and then i tried out for the payson high school pipe band and i made it in and a couple years later i was the um pipe major so nice my senior year i was the pipe major of it so that was cool so and where, that, and where'd you go from there Oh, where did I go from there? Yeah, okay, let's carry so, this story forward. Okay, so after high school, I went up to Utah State University. So, but between high school and college, I played with um, White Peaks Centennial Pipe Band in Payson. And then up at college, we actually started the Utah State Pipe Band. Me and Lisa Saunders and Camille Hine and there were a couple of us. Amy Walker might have been up there too. I can't quite remember who all was up there. Now was but, was the Utah State pipe band that you started, is that what became what is now the USU Scotsman? I believe it is because gotcha. it was it was like right after we all left, like whoever they like all kept going. So like we played we played in parades and um we did like homecoming. I don't know. We we played on the quad and all kinds of fun stuff. Can you hear that piano coming through? 
Only in the most beautiful and relaxing of ways. <laughs> okay. Don't worry that's about my, that. That's my nine-year-old playing his, practicing his piano. I can close the door if no, you No, 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 it's fine. It's ambience. Okay. So from Utah State. And, and so um, now that, that when you started that, was that a, uh, a university-specific pipe band or were you letting people from the community also join? That was just a club, but we were all college students at gotcha. the university. Gotcha. So we, we didn't really, I don't know if we were in the process of getting a sponsor from the school. I don't quite remember what was, I wasn't involved in that part. And then mm -hmm. I had like, I had just gotten married and stuff. So, mm -hmm. so, um, and then I taught my husband how to play the bagpipes. So Danny plays the bagpipes because and, I taught him. And the fact that you two are still together after you <laughs> taught him how to play bagpipes speaks volumes cool. to the strength of your relationship. So I congratulate you there. Well, and the fact that I'm just a better piper, so that's not an issue <laughs> at our house. <laughs> well, as long as it's established, nobody has to question it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. If he gets better than me, I will be so freaking proud of him. And, <laughs> you know, I'll just let it be because I'm happy where i'm at and i yeah so that would be really cool actually i hope my 13 year old gets better than me too so awesome. um so from utah state let's see we we were up there where did i go from there we went to salt lake city so after we graduated we had baby reuben and we graduated um at utah state and we moved to Salt Lake City for a year while my husband did an internship. And while we were in Salt Lake City, we played with the Utah Pipe Band. Mm -hmm. But I ended up, I think I played for them for more than just the year, though, because I had a couple of kids, I think, do you, <laughs> after do you, I was... Do you remember, is is the Utah Pipe Band the oldest, you know, con, you know what did they say, concurrently running pipe band in the state? Yes, they're the I oldest so. pipe band in the state. They have some cool family legacy where like the grandson of the founder is still there or something like that right yeah so andrew barclay is the pipe major currently and he is dave barclay's grandson that's and right that's right that's right dave started it and um jim barclay and john barclay the brothers they play with their children and some grandchildren that's in that so band cool. so it's actually really awesome yeah, and it awesome. was a great band to be in i really really enjoyed it so after Utah Pipe Band, um, we moved, so after Salt Lake, we moved to Orem, and we still went to Utah Pipe Band for a while. And then- Bit of, bit um, of a drive though, right? Do they practice yeah. right right in Salt Lake City or are they- That was hard. No, they're up, um, they're at Memorial States. Actually, they're just in Sandy. So it wasn't oh, so okay. bad because we lived in Orem. So yeah. that's why we were still in their band. So mm -hmm. we, we, play, we played with them. I probably played for them for three and a half years, I think. Mm -hmm. And then, um, Let's see, where did we go from there? So from Orem, now we lived in Orem for four years. So we played, I played with them just about the whole time we lived in Orem and Salt Lake. And then we moved down to Payson for a year because we lived in my parents' house while they were in Maine for a year. <laughs> cool. And so when we were in Payson, we weren't in a band. We tried really hard to join White Peaks, but I, I, we, went, we actually went to go get uniforms out of the closet and I threw up in my mouth a little bit. Just thinking of wearing those cross ties again. I was like, no, I can't do it. I cannot wear this uniform again. It was the cross ties that did it. It was the cross ties. It was. <laughs> so we didn't do 
band for a little while, and then we joined the Thomas Cordner Memorial Pipe Band. Back then, they were still called the Timpanogos Pipe Band. Right, right, right. I tried to talk them out of the super long name, but Joe wouldn't listen. So I played with them. I've played with them off and on over 10 years with Thomas Cordner. Really? So, Give me just one sec. Yeah. Hey, no, what's up, babe? Oh. I think my daughter was just coming to say something to me, but they turned around. So. Oh, that's cool. Sorry about that. So you played off and on for like 10 years with Thomas Yeah, Gordon? I've played with them for a really long time. Awesome. And, and this, for, know, for anybody who might not know as they listen to this, this is the band that's run by Joe, is it Perry or Peary? Uh-huh. Perry, Joe Perry. Who's also mm-hmm. Karate Joe uh, with his the dojo that's in, uh, that's in Orem. Yeah, he's on, on Facebook or whatever. He's called Karate Orem or something, yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, so Joe Perry. So I've played with him off and on for 10 years. And then... Um, and, and he's also got that Irish band whose name I can't pronounce. But and they, Roguery Dub. They yes. play some great music. They are really fun. And they're a really fun bagpipe group, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, know, I know a few people who play there. They're great people. Yeah, they're fantastic. I, I actually really enjoy their band. And I'd probably still be playing with them, maybe. Except it wasn't like the best atmosphere for an up-and-coming drummer so it's kind Mm. of Ruben's fault that we quit Mm, yeah blame it on your kids that's cool yeah and it was kind of hard for Danny too as an as a so he's still kind of considered a newish piper even though he's been playing for probably like 14 ish years or more because he's he works full-time so he right yeah it's always been kind of like a back burner thing so just now he's starting to get back into it really big Mm -hmm. so he's that was it was a hard band because it was like learn these 40 tunes and we're going to throw any one of them out at you at any given time but mm-hmm. because i had been playing with them for so long i already knew most of them yeah. every you know whenever i'd go back or whatever i had breaks between like having kids and stuff so but then you'd only have to catch up on a few tunes that you might yeah. have missed and... yeah so it wasn't really a big deal to catch up on a couple of tunes and i learned them really quite fast so it wasn't a, a big deal for me so but for him it was a hard band kind of frustrating and his bagpipes were really hard mm. and like just it, it was hard for him. And then for Ruben, he was like between the ages of 10 and 12 when he was trying to start kind of learning um, drums for real. And there just there wasn't really anyone to teach him in that band. So then he found Zach Lees mm-hmm. and he started taking lessons from Zach. And so once we had like two pipe bands, I was like, eh, I'm done with mine. So I just started kind of coming to Garden Valley with him mm-hmm. just for fun. And uh, I had to be, I had to drive him anyway. So why not? So I kind of, I quit Joe's band and uh, started coming to Garden Valley a little bit with Ruben so that he could fix or finish or whatever, keep going, continue with his drumming mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. career. So yeah so that's and now and now i help with the uh payson high school pipe band which did your sister not run that band for a while she did um she ran it when like sean and swan they were her students in junior high and then in high school she was in charge of the band so she actually took over the band from carrie welton the year it was like the summer after i graduated so i actually played in the band I finished being pipe major like I finished out that summer after I graduated 
and Lynette was already in charge of the band by that point. So that was kind of fun. Now, I hadn't realized, so Carrie was running the band, and then Lynette ran the band. Yeah. And then Carrie ran it again. Yeah. Yeah. So, because I, because I, I played, I started playing like the year Lynette stepped away and Carrie took over again. That's the uh-huh. year I entered the pipe band. Yeah, because Lynette had moved to Tennessee, I think. Right. I think yeah. that I think that was the exact year. Or maybe it was the year after that I started playing with the the, the Payson High School pipe band. Yeah. So I was there with Swan and Sean and and all those people, but just you know offset a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So that's when because they moved out of state, and so she's like, well, guess I'm done with that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that was. And yeah. Carrie doesn't Carrie play with the Utah pipe band, or hasn't uh, she in the past? She has in the past. Yeah. At least when I was in high school, she played with Utah pipe band. Yeah, that's so. what I was thinking. She. Cool. Uh, off and on, I guess. She it's, probably still has a kilt. Who it, knows? It's fun to see the the web that gets woven between bands and between people and stuff. Oh, for like sure. That. And I've been in like six bands. So right. that's, and that's, then... that's why I'm thinking about it. Yeah, you've been. You, I think you've hit just about every band so far, haven't you? I've well, never Wasatch played... and District is next. I've never. I don't want to play with them. I. <laughs> you know what, Leanne? I'm gonna have to bleep out so many things in this interview. <laughs> I love Swan and Lexi, so I could almost make it okay, but I just don't know. I <laughs> I don't know. I can't do it. Well, you still you still need to go play at the Salt Lake Scots at some point as well, right? So you can Well, play it you know, bit. I'm friends with Larry Erdman and he would welcome me with open arms and I've I've never played with um, Ben Lomond either. So That's right. That Ben Lomond became like a community band, huh? Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. I, I mean, don't know. On the one hand, that moment. seems awesome, but then I'm also like, so is is there no longer a high school program at all there? I'm not even sure. Um, so what Larry told me the last time I talked to him about it was, you know, because we're like we both live in Springville. Mm. He's he's my my buddy. I see him occasionally. Um, he said that because uh, the Scots help with that band. Right, right, right. Except now I kind of want to say that Wasatch and District helps with them. I'm not exactly hmm. sure. But they're also trying to take over the whole of all of Utah. So uh, I think I think me. I think Wasatch and District's asp- aspirations might extend beyond the borders of Utah. I think so too. <laughs> it's a, that's a, a yeah. well-oiled machine over there. I'm not sure what any I've, of us can. I've do. <laughs> been told that their goal was to have every band just be Wasatch and District. Well, band, so. I must say they are well on their way. It's uh they're huge of course as someone who plays in another band there's a there's some level of rivalry inside of me but i cannot help but marvel at the program they've built it's it's massive it is it it really is and they they sound phenomenal they do yeah i would much rather be where i'm at uh we're helping with the the payson high school band my 13 year old patrick plays bagpipes in it and ruben my 16 year old plays drums and he instructs and we help Diana instruct, and it's super fun. I love it. And then I have a couple of my own bagpipe students um, that do not live in Payson. They are actually in that band also. So it's right. Really that's fun. that's something else I wanted to ask you about. You are one of the teachingest pipers that I know. <laughs> um, I teach a lot. Yeah. Yeah. How many students do you have right now? Uh, currently, well, I have some that are kind of like on a break. But should I count them anyway? Count them. Let's let's pad those numbers. Okay, so I kind of don't count Danny anymore because we're married. No, you get to count Danny for all eternity. That's part of the deal. (laughs) All right, Danny is for all eternity, my student. So Danny (laughs) and then that live in my house. So there's two in my house, sort of maybe like two and a half, we could say. All right. And then I have a, a student. I have a student named. 
plays with the Payson High School pipe band also, and I teach him private lessons. And then I have, and I have a, and I have an adult student named, and I have another potential two adult student, actually three in my neighborhood, um, a husband and wife, our potential bagpipe students. They actually just bought chanters, but he's giving them to her for their anniversary as mm-hmm. a surprise. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I'm gonna have one or two students from them. Um, one of them at least is going to take bagpipe lessons. And then I have who has mentioned to me that he wants to take lessons and I'm like, anytime dude, but he just has never come. So mm-hmm. he's a potential, but I do, I teach a lot of bagpipe lessons. And I mean, you do it all for the money, right? It's cause you're getting <laughs> rich off of it, right? <laughs> I am probably the cheapest teacher in all of Utah County, and I've been told I'm too cheap. I'm sorry, I cannot charge more than $10 a lesson. I can't. You know, personally, I do charge more than that, but I also do not, I do not fault you at all. I think you're doing a great work by charging a little less, and to most, I, I have a hard time really getting behind any argument that anybody charges too little for anything because we are an endangered species, and I so- agree. Any performance, any lesson, anything to spread it, I think is a net positive for for the group and for the art form. I agree. And we help, Danny and I help with the Payson High School Band free of charge. We just do it because we love it. And it's just super rewarding. And it's, it's really fun to, you know, have your students go on. And I mean, I've had countless students who still play and I just, I love, I love it. So... Uh, my favorite, I think, is probably the high school age, just because being in the high school band was so much fun for me. Yeah. And so helping with that has just been super duper fun. Yeah, with all of these bands that you've played with from high school on up, what do you have any, uh, you know, really great band trips or really cool performances that stand out in your memory that you'd like to share a little story about? Um, uh, there's probably like one from each, honestly. I've had mm-hmm. some really great uh, band experiences. We went to Denver one year to the games and that was super duper fun. I really liked that trip. That was probably like my one, one of my first big trips like in a pipe band, but I wasn't still in high school. Mm-hmm. Maybe I was, I don't think I was cause I would have been in the high school band. So it was just, it was, it was just so much fun. We had such great friends. Uh, the Stewarts, Aaron and Colin Stewart were in the band at the time and Camille, she was, she's been my best friend since we were three, so. Mm-hmm. And to do pipe band with her throughout all these years has been really fun, too. And so that Denver trip was super fun. Um, I think it was just because it was, like, really far away from home, and I was like, yay, look at me in Denver, yeah. you know. And then um, with the Utah Pipe Band, we went to, what is that place called? Jackson Hole, yeah, Wyoming. Jackson Hole, yeah. When they had the games there, and... Uh, Danny and I drove and we had baby Reuben in the car seat in the back seat of the car and Deanne was hugely pregnant she was the pipe major but she wasn't acting pipe major because she was pregnant mm-hmm. and then we had like another drummer in the car with us too and that was a super duper fun trip mm-hmm. um, going up to Jackson Hole with the Utah Pipe Band and then with Thomas Quarter, my favorite performance probably was Follow the Flag yeah um, that was so 
hard hiking up that you did it last year didn't you it, yeah and it was hard absolutely hiking up that stupid hill like that is the hardest hike ever yeah, with bagpipes you kind of figure but, planes kind of hard playing and walking's kind of hard but once you get that down you think you'll be fine but no do it at a 30 uh-uh. de- a 30 degree incline for <laughs> for Seriously, what feels like so five or hard. six hours <laughs> but so cool so one of the times that we did it i think it was the second time we did it we had gail halverson in a jeep in front of us oh cool and he was like waving to people and then they had like a commemorative um, candy bombing that's what i was gonna say for anybody who doesn't recall gail halverson he was the candy bomber right so they like they they had an airplane go over us once we were at the top and they dropped candy with little parachutes on him and as dead as reuben was he was probably like how old were you when that one 12 13 he was little he was so little that drum was so heavy going up that mountain oh i bet did and you get so him a, like, like a, did you get him like a junior size drum or was he playing a full size drum? No, he was playing a full size drum. Dang. It was huge on him. And then, so he's like dead at the top of this hill and Danny and I are like, he's going to like fall over or something, you know, like take your drum off, cool off. And then that candy bomber came over and Ruben, all of a sudden he like runs off into the mountains, <laughs> into the hills and the trees. And he's gone for a little while. He totally came back with a candy bar. It was kind of awesome. Awesome. But that was a really fun, fun gig. And then I'm trying to think of any other pipe bands. Um, We did homecoming, the homecoming parade. We were the first pipe band ever in the Utah State University homecoming parade. One of them. So that was cool. And then um, uh, with the Payson High School, I'm trying to think of. Well, last year, um, Diana and and us, we took them to Moab and only a few of the students came, but that was really fun to see their excitement for a Scottish festival because the few kids that came with us had never even been to a Scottish festival. Oh really? That was their so first So that was time. really fun. That's um, awesome. So that that's really fun. And then um, when I was in high school, I can't even think, like I loved the parade in Richfield because you like passed the parade going back down the road. Did you ever do that one? Richfield, Richfield, Richfield. It's like it's like five blocks long or something hmm. and it's in the middle of nowhere so yeah that does sound familiar but you're I marching have... down this like triple sized main street mm-hmm. i mean it's massive it was huge at least in my brain it was huge and then you Haven't turn around and march since. back and you turn around and march back while the parade is still going so yeah. like you pass it was hilarious and i just thought it was so I, funny i don't know if i remember doing that or if i've just heard other people talk about it Weirdest parade ever. The other weird one was we did, um, what is that? Oh, Swiss Days up in uh, Oh, yeah, Heber? up in Heber, yeah. Yeah, we did the Swiss Days parade. That one was fun. Yeah, you got to go play and some I of them Swiss parades. bagpipe tunes. Yeah, so like this is big for me to be like, these parades were awesome because yeah. I hate parades. Yeah. I mean, I hate being in them. The 4th of July one's the worst. But You, you want to hear a, a confession? I'll tell you right now. I actually, I love the 4th of July parade. I could see that. I, I don't. Mean, I don't say it too out loud, too yeah, often, yeah. you know. But I look forward to that one, even though it beats me up every year. I think it's a lot of fun. Well, the crowds are amazing. That's it's the thing. Just, That's the thing. I think you it's just because it's so hot. Yeah, it is hot. So, so a lot we of horse did it one too. year. Yeah. I don't well, know why they have to have so many horses in that parade. <laughs> no. Well, we did it one year with Thomas Corner, and we were number one behind the flag. Oh yeah. That was the best That's fourth the of way july to do parade it. i've ever done ever not a puddle of horse pee in sight nope we were done by like 10 o'clock it was fantastic. oh yeah before the heat hits and everything yeah Man. it was great so that that one 
I, I do kind of enjoy it too. I will say that. But most of the time I'm like, parade, man. Yeah, uh, I hear you. But it's, it is fun. I mean, we only get so many gigs as a band, you know? Yeah, so. parades are kind of what bands have to do to pay the bills. Yeah. So it's kind of your work as a band it's, member. It's pretty fun, though. Yeah. Ru- did Oh, Ruben, you should have... We should have had him tell the story of when he uh, tripped in a parade. That was fun. Let's let's have him tell it. Is he still around? I'll... Do you want to come tell about when you tripped in the parade? I'll tell it. He doesn't want to talk anymore. Tell me that story. <laughs> I'm, you know, Leanne, I'm already going to have to cut so many things from your interview. So I know, give, I talk too much. Fill, I'm sorry. Fill it up a little bit with a story that, that isn't going to incriminate you in any way. <laughs> No, Ruben, he was just little. He was like 12 or something. It was his first parade ever, and it was the one up in Salt Lake. And uh, so, you know, cobblestones, because it was at the gateway. Oh, right at the gateway, yeah. And he was, like, carrying this massive drum, and we were walking kind of fast, and all of a sudden he, like, ate it. He Mm. fell over, like, got all bloody on his leg, and, like, blood was oozing down into his hose and everything. And mm. I'm I'm in front of him, and I was freaking out because I'm his mom. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, are you okay? And he's like, leave me alone. It's, People are I'm watching. fine. <laughs> so it was crazy. So Did he, he, does not, he does not love cobblestones. But, with, but with how, was, how was the drum? The drum actually came out unscathed, didn't it? Like, it did, he said there was a little scratch. Mm. Uh, of course... Anytime a drummer falls, that's the first question you have to ask, right? It's like, is oh, is the yes. drum okay? I know he didn't break the drum head. He just just the rim got a little scratched up. Well, then I take my hat off to him. Admirable. <laughs> he knew what was important. I felt so bad though, because we kind of forced him to do that parade. His first parade. We're like, come on. It's not a bad first parade. At least it's not very long. Well, and that's stuff, what we were but... thinking until the cobblestones. Yeah, then you, you forget know. about those tripping hazards. Yeah. So, Leanne, who do you think is your biggest fan when it comes to bagpiping? My biggest fan, or I'm a biggest yeah, fan who, of someone else? No, who is your biggest fan? Oh, uh, I would have to say it's my mom. She freaks out every single time. Oh, every good. time. That's sweet of her. She's like, your ancestors are so proud of you. <laughs> your family is looking down, smiling from heaven. <laughs> Now, now, now I'll flip it though. Who are who? Who's who some of your favorite pipers or bagpipe bands to listen to? You know what? I have to say that some of my favorite bagpipers are here in Utah. I oh, yeah? really admire um, uh, Jim Barclay. He's one of my favorite people to talk bagpipes with. He's just such a down-to-earth guy, and he, you know, he's he's carrying on his family's legacy, and I really admire that. Yeah, that is really and cool. I and John as well, his brother. Uh, I think John's older. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, those two have been just really awesome. And then um, I really, I really admire Larry Erdman as well. I do too. I, I if I knew the Barclays, kind of like I probably the hipster would agree. piper. Yeah, yeah, he is so he's cool. Just, he's just such a sweet guy, and he's just he's always been very encouraging to me too. You know. Yeah, he's he, always so nice. Yeah, absolutely. And so, like, one day, it was at some Scottish festival, I can't remember which one, 
but I was getting ready to solo, not solo, but I was playing for Ruben, which is sort of terrifying playing for drummers. I think it's but even if, harder, honestly. Well, it kind of is. Cause you're like, if I screw up, I'm messing up their yeah, whole chance exactly. anything, you know? And everyone's always told me like, oh, it's so easy to play with the drummers. You just show up. And I'm like, but yeah, no, the it's stakes not that are easy. Higher. So I've actually been playing with Ruben for how many years? Three or four years I've been his piper, and then I've also, I piped for Sandy, who was in the the band too for a year, and I even played for Lexi once, which was cool, but that was just drop of the hat kind of a thing. It was terrifying, but... Um, but Larry was always, he's just like, I would play and I could see him listening to me. And I'm like, I know you're not listening to Ruben drumming. You're analyzing my bagpipe. <laughs> and so I'd go over to him and it'd be like, I screwed up a couple of times. He's like, you did fantastic. I mean, he would just be, he's always just been super duper, um, supportive. Yeah. And just, so those, those three guys are probably my favorites. Um, you, you know what else is amazing about Larry is I think he has every single bagpipe song ever written stored inside of his brain. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. And I did say song on purpose because I would include tunes and every other kind of ballad or or, <laughs> or sure. Brook, anything. I think he's got it all in his brain. Well, he plays Irish music too. He does the Illin pipes as well. Yeah. And yeah. he's just a rock star. I just think he's just amazing. And yeah, I don't I don't know who else I really... I don't really, you know, I know a lot of bagpipers in Utah because we, Danny and I were on the board of, uh, the board of what? We were board members and uh, for the, oh, for the district, the Payson Scottish the, Festival. Oh, for the Scottish Festival, gotcha. For like six years, I was on the board. And so I was in charge of mast bands and Danny was, did the website. And when do you have to yell at people to tell them where to go for mast bands and stuff you get to know a lot of people and i would just yeah. walk around because at that time i wasn't necessarily in a band i was kind of like loosely in a band and i never competed with thomas Cordner band because mm-hmm. they're not a competition band mm-hmm. so i was a piper but i wasn't like competing so i could just mill around and chat with everybody so um, my kids hate going around the scottish festival with me because i know everyone yeah. they're like stop talking to people well that's my friend in this band well you don't you shouldn't know everybody you should so. know you should stop know. that mom <laughs> sorry i i talk to people so yeah i've i've got had the chance to steward a couple times at some competitions and it definitely i feel like I, I i know for sure that i know pipers and drummers here in utah who do not know me be just because mm-hmm. I've put their names onto spreadsheets over it and then had to adjust them a million times and stuff, you know, and then right. tell them where to go stand and stuff. So I, you know, I see right. people walking like, oh, I know who that person is, but, you know, they don't know who I am. So, but it's oh, nice I to thought kind of, of get another to know people. I thought I of another one. Oh, if, if it's me, you don't have to say it, Leanne. I, no, I wasn't, no, it's I wasn't. not you. I do think <laughs> you're pretty awesome. No, um, there is this piper. His name is Chris Johnson. Mm-hmm. He is, he plays with Salt Lake Scots and he plays for like all of the dance competitions in oh, Utah. Oh yeah, I've heard him pee before. He is phenomenal. He really I mean, is, he's very good. The guy has the best stamina on bagpipes that I have ever seen anyone ever have. I playing, mean, playing for dancers will do that to you. To play for six hours or more for dancers, just the same song over and over. I mean like you'd want to shoot yourself, but he is amazing at yeah. it and he keeps that tempo. I admire him so much for what he can do. It's he's incredible. Which and you know all about that because you've got kids who are dancers, right? If 
your list done. Sorry, my kids are bugging me. That's all right. My kids have to do their list too. I get Sorry, it. Sorry, say, say what you just said. Oh, yeah, just go away. that you, you know all about keeping the tempo for dancers because you have dancers in your house, I right? do. I have three dancers. So yeah. my youngest three do Scottish dancing and has actually been doing it since she was, what, like four or five. And she's a, she's... 11 so we've been doing this for a while so i decided hey i play bagpipes i should learn how to play the songs mm -hmm. so that i can play for them so i've played for them at a, quite a few little things here and there um i will never play for competitions because that scares me to death and i don't want to deal with dance moms <laughs> so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that will never happen but i do play for them to perform which is really really fun mm. so leanne where you've got You've, you've got a lot of um, what I would say like experience in different in the bagpiping and in the drumming and through mm -hmm. the, in the dancing as well and in organizing competitions all kinds of stuff right. what is something that pipers ought to understand about drummers and about what's, drummers yeah and what's something drummers ought to understand about pipers well I think um, oh that's kind of tough so I think something that pipers need to understand about drummers is that they are indeed people. They're not just there for our, when we just like at a drop of a hat, like drummers, we need you, you know, like. They're like the goalies to, of a hockey team, right? Like, well, yeah. kind of, like, I mean, we, they need to be able to warm up and work on their own stuff too. And it seems like with pipers, we're really bossy with drummers and we don't always let them work on what they need to as a group mm -hmm. or you know, as individuals, I think, I think they get looked over a lot too, you know? Um, and I also think that, I think there's like a shortage of drummers. So we really should just there like, is a terrible we should shortage really of drummers. treat them the way they need to be treated. So they'll stick around and want to be there, you know? Yeah. Um, there really is a shortage of drummers, except for like at Wasatch and District, they have like 20, but I wish yeah. they would share. They're taking over the world. <laughs> they need that to band. send. Yeah, they could spare a few drummers. <laughs> I know. So I mean, I think I think we just need to treat them a little bit better, and you know, I I think that would help a lot because I've been in quite a lot of bands, and in almost every band, the drums are the afterthought, and I don't mm -hmm. think they should be the afterthought. Mm -hmm. And then I think something that drummers um, could learn from pipers. Hmm. Maybe they need to smile more, you know? How like, dare you? <laughs> well, we'll be having like a grand time and the drummers are just kind of standing there all grumpy. And it's like, <laughs> and this isn't just any, like, I'm not just talking like the high school band because they're kind of serious for high school kids. I think it's Ruben. I think he scares them. <laughs> he stuck his tongue out at me. No, but um, I think, I think, I don't know. They they need to lighten up a little bit. Y'all drummers <laughs> they, need to have more fun. They get kind of annoyed with us where they're like, you're tuning for 18 hours. And we're like, we don't want to sound like crap. So, <laughs> you know, I think they maybe need to understand that our instrument is quite a bit more complex than theirs. And they 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 can suck it up a little bit, too. So <laughs> it goes both ways. So so Leanne, what about what about for um, competitors and games organizers? Having been on both ends of that, do you feel like there's any breakdown in communication between the people who are competing and the people who set it all up and make it run? 
Oh man, you know, it's really hard to put together a, a Scottish festival. Being on that board, there were so many things that we didn't even know. Like, what? We have to worry about trash, you know, or toilet paper? Mm-hmm. We had no idea. And, you know, you just never know what's going on um, behind the scenes. I mean, some of these people are so, so incredibly stressed out, and you have no idea. And, you know, just treat people nice when you're at the games. Even if they look a little ornery, they probably have had some really crappy things said to them already that day, yeah, you know? Yeah. yeah. And uh, I forgot, the, did I answer your question? No, yeah, I think you nailed it. I mean, you know, we might we might have a bit of two, like, worlds colliding when you have a, a piper or a drummer who's all stressed out about the, the competition piece they've been working on for a year. And then you've got a games organizer who's all stressed out about the, you know, mm-hmm. the event that they've been working on for a year. And yeah. then you might have a, we need a little more sympathy or empathy between the two. Absolutely. Well, and, and even the, the sports people, I call them sports people, the games people. So we had a little that's, bit of a That's head... like the heavy lifters and stuff like that, right? The caber <laughs> yeah. toss and stuff? Yeah, like the, the organizers, though. Like, I got you. The, the but, organizers, so they're very okay. sporty people, and they kind of act like sporty people, especially even on the board of directors, you know, where they're kind of like, well, we're just coming in and doing our thing and leave us alone, you know. Mm-hmm. And we had some head-butting moments with some of them, but then when it comes down to it, they're just as stressed out as we all are. So yeah. even if they look like they could beat you up, you still have to be nice to them. <laughs> they always look like they could beat me up. That's... I've, never seen a single person there who I wouldn't be terrified of. I think just everybody's really stressed out. And so anyone who's running it or who's in it, everyone just kind of needs to just, just be nice, you know? Mm -hmm. Sound advice. Yeah. So Leanne, is there, is there any um, TV show that you're, uh, that you're binging right now that you would recommend (laughs) to the listening public? I haven't watched TV in how many years? That's great. I have five kids. Good for you. I have <laughs> and, five kids. Yeah, five kids. Do you recommend it? <laughs> Having five kids? Yeah. Um, now that they're a little bit older, like we have no diapers and stuff, that helps a lot. Mm, so. Everyone sleeps through the night. Now that sounds like magic. My wife and it I are about is. to have our fourth, and it's kind of like, mm, we are a special kind of stupid. Can't believe you we're know doing what, this. Though? <laughs> no, my fourth and fifth babies were the best. They were just little angels, and they're the cutest little boys. All they're right, not well, angels anymore, but they were. If, if my fourth is not, I'm sending him to you. <laughs> That's fine. I'll take him. <laughs> or does her. does uh, It'll be a boy this time. Does, uh, does pineapple belong on pizza, Leanne? Yes, it does, especially if it's fresh pineapple. Mm. Nice. Uh... Coke or Pepsi, or Mountain Dew? Uh, if I had to choose, I would say Dr. Pepper, but I'm really not a soda drinker. Nice. Yeah. A paradigm of health. No. <laughs> I've had five kids, remember? <laughs> I stress uh, eat. <laughs> what, what's, your, uh, what's your current instrument setup? My current instrument setup. So yeah, like what kind of pipes, what kind of reeds do you like, oh that kind word. of stuff. Oh, my word. Well, you, I might get made fun of for this because I'm still playing on the set of booths that I bought when I was in No, high Leanne, you and me, I'm, I'm exactly the same way. It's not broke, I don't fix it. Booths are them, excellent though. bagpipes. They're they are excellent. so pretty. Like, they're, they just have keep on going and well mine aren't pretty but they sound nice no well, that's what i mean they sound pretty my yeah. I, I have a couple of chips in the imitation uh marble or whatever yeah. it's called yeah uh you know but the ivory imitation ivory that's what it's not marble scratch that last part no i there are still a few little chips here and there from high school because i was really stupid with my bagpipes when i was younger. yeah me too 
But you know what? I can't, like, you can't get a better sound quality. At least I can't. I love my booth bagpipes, and I play on a Warnock chanter. We actually just got new ones, Danny and I, so that we would have matching chanters mm -hmm. again. So we have um, new uh, Warnock chanters. We play on a Chesney Warnock Reeds. Mm -hmm. I like them because they're just really easy to set up. And I'm trying to think of what kind of drone reeds I have. I don't love my bass drone, but I think I can't even think of what I'm playing on. Honestly, I, I actually have to ask Mike Swan every time I think about my drone reads because I, I can't well, remember I, what kind. I'm like, are they Selby's? Are they Canning's? What oh, are they that's again? what I'm on. I'm on Selby. No, uh, I'm on Canning's. You're on Canning's? Huh? So here's the funny thing, though, because I was playing on my Shepherds, the red ones. Yeah, yeah. I was playing on red Shepherds for over 20 years. Mm. And they just died like two years ago. So I just switched to new reads and I'm still, and I'm like, how do I set up reads? Yeah. So, cause it's, I've never had to, well, I mean, except for my students, you know, I've helped sure, them, help them get started, but my own, I was like, this sucks. Hey, if we're, if we're getting into product endorsements, you want to hear something, you want to hear a good story. I've got a Ganaway hide bag that I got used 15 years ago. I don't actually know how old it is. But it's been with me for 15 years, and I definitely am playing on it a lot, and it's still great. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah I'm so I've got like a hybrid something that I'm playing on. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's got a zipper in the wrong place, so I have to like have a rag in there to mm -hmm. make it so my arm doesn't go dead. I just need a new bag. Talk to but Mike about synthetic. it. Swan's been Swan's been working on all kinds of cool bag stuff lately. He made his own. Oh, that's. I'm not going there. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but I like the bag that I'm playing on because it's synthetic, so I don't have to season it. I really, yeah. I was like, I, my, so my husband plays on a, a leather one and he really, really likes it. And I agree. They have, they help so much with like your everything just. And yeah. I feel like bag. I can play more steady on a leather bag. Personally. You know, but you I'm also like, get used to what you're used to. So that's part of it. I played on a leather bag for like 20 years and I finally got a synthetic bag and I was like, I may never go back. Yeah. I don't have to season it. Yeah. Yeah. To each, diff, different cup of tea for each one of us, huh? The new ones are pretty cool though, because even the leather ones have zippers and yeah, that have right seen there that. is a that game changer. Nice. When you lose your reed inside your bag, yeah, you zip it open. It's fantastic. So never had that in high school and losing your read inside a high school bagpipe bag was scary oh for sure i've got some of those they're they were called tone enhancers they oh, yeah. they supposedly would enhance your tone that was a lie mm -hmm. as far as i can tell an absolute lie they make they do nothing to the airflow or the sound or anything but no, they do yeah. catch your read so that's why i still have them <laughs> the that one is thing. true are they the don smith variety uh, the, uh... probably because i bought my pipes from him so are they white likely. yeah they're white With little yeah. holes yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, so I actually lose my reads now because I took those out mm -hmm, finally. But mm -hmm. yeah. Well, Leanne, to wrap it up, do you have any pre-performance ritual, any sort of, or even just advice for people before they go out on a competition field or before they go out onto a stage? If they're feeling nervous, what should they do? You know, I like to have my music with me mm. before I go play things because sometimes on the spot, I will just absolutely forget what the tune even sounds like. So, uh, you know, like if I'm going to go play for my drummer, I, I take my music with me. I don't necessarily use it unless mm -hmm. I really don't know the song, 
but I take it with me so that I can look at the first few lines and get that tune into my head. Yeah. Um, the other thing would be just, just breathe, you know? You've been practicing, you've been working hard on it, it's there, you just need to breathe and let it come out. Beautiful. Well, thanks, Leanne. You're welcome, sorry, it. that was like an hour long. No, nah, it's totally cool. Very good. Now, I, I I probably will, for your own sake, trim a couple of the stories out. This is just for the band, but I'm just like, who knows?